This is Oma. 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 This is Yoko Oma. This is Oma. Welcome to another special episode of Omo titled How Are We Coping? How are you coping out there? Stay tuned to a bunch of listener responses. Thanks for calling in, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Jerry, Chris, mm. hello. Hey, Rosie. Hey. What have y'all been up to? I've been starting all the massive projects and then finishing nothing. Um, <laughs> and I and I just looked up at some shelves I'm putting up and noticed that the last highest shelf is at least an inch lower on the right side than the left, all screwed together. Um, I emptied out all of the shed and started replacing wood uh found an abandoned aluminum slide and i think i am gonna start and never finish a treehouse you know uh-huh. covid19 stuff mm. oh i we relate to the never finishing a treehouse okay look, um <laughs> let me ask you the shelf that's one inch off mm-hmm. how much is that going to bother you are you going to look at it for five years or are you going to fix it i am not going to fix it you're you just know? going to look at it yeah, it's okay. gonna it's gonna have tone wood on it, and I'm gonna put the shelf above it straight, and then it'll just remind me what a sad, sad craftsman I am. Oh man! Well, this is this is how I am with shelving. Yeah. With shelving, I'm like, screw it! I have to be precision with so many things. So you you use screws on it? Yes, I screw it. I I hate I loathe putting up shelving. Because I need it to be perfect, and therefore <laughs> I never do it. And so my wife, I love her to pieces. She goes ahead and she does it anyway, and it's crooked uh, and it's not on studs. Yeah, and and it works. It works, but it it doesn't bother me because I didn't do it. Ah, uh, there you go. See, Jerry, I'm I'm on studs, but I am. Literally building everything in my life out of wood I find in the bushes and attic. That's a great way to be. Yeah, it's just uh, we can't afford to go get lumber right now. And and it's, then, it's, it's hip and trendy. You're reclaiming. You guys oh, built a basketball hoop. Yeah, out of, out of trash. Upcycling. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> what was What's funny about the basketball hoop is like. There was this very cute cobblestone base for the the pole where I had like all of the same like cobblestone maker's mark facing out all the way around it. And then it was wiggling. So Brittany brought over a hundred pounds of just dirt and put it on. Nice. Now it doesn't wiggle. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What's the status of all your children? One month at home for me. I don't know about you guys. Well, you've kept track. Yeah. I think we're on day 15 or 16. Okay. Okay. 
Are are you guys doing okay with all that? Well, Rosie, you tell us. I mean, you, you smelt <laughs> no. it. You dealt it. I know. I dealt it. Uh, you know, I cannot get very much work done, like business work done. And as long as I know that, like, okay, I'm not getting that much business work done. You know, there's not a lot of business work coming in anyway. I am a teacher. I'm a teacher for today. As long as I'm, like, in that zone... Then my kid gets a little education. She gets inter- entertainment, like interacted with, and then she's fairly happy. And uh, actually, will go into imaginary playland off by herself for several hours. So, oh, you're um, lucky. so lucky. I know. I feel bad saying that out loud. That's how I was as a kid, though. I could hyper focus on the other end of being able to focus on nothing. I could like, like play that I was an otter in space for four hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she will make a mess because she's interacting with little tiny dolls and uh-huh. she will like like put them all throughout the house. But we, um, we're we actually going getting... to... tie them up in interesting ways? Not yet. Good. But she will put any <laughs> and every kind of paint or stickers all over them. The Barbies are a horror show. They are terrifying. <laughs> what about you guys? I, uh, I'm, I'm doing fine with the kids. I mean, my biggest thing is uh, not competing for dominance with a three-year-old with the uh, will of Thanos. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The baby and and Poppy are angels and uh, my wife is a blessing. And we're actually like in this clip where we realized that in Nebraska, we were quarantined and we had to get used to this thing where we passed off responsibilities so we treat it a little bit more like a business and we actually have a, a trade-off at four o'clock alternating days who gets morning or evening. And uh, it's, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been better than I ever would have imagined. So you are just falling back on training you already had. Yeah, training that was hard won. And I mean, being in a relationship is hard. Being in a relationship when there's nobody to like else to let steam off with yeah. is uh, is worse. So uh, we we already had those skills embedded. Good, I'm glad. That's great, Jared. Uh, well, yeah, having having tuck home is 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 challenging. Uh, so most of the people out there don't know that my son has a rare genetic disorder, and while he's nine, there are certain aspects of his personality that are much younger. There's certain things that he's a normal nine-year-old. There's also things like his motor skills aren't the best. Uh, Speech is, if you hear him talk, he doesn't sound like a Mm nine-year-old. And so we're missing out on tons of therapies, uh, not only in in addition to just general schoolwork. And he doesn't really know what's going on. He's very frustrated. And so... Yeah. Does he miss the structure? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Towns misses the structure too. He's yeah, it's uh, it's hard, man. I I you've got a, a hard thing on your plate right now. Well, it's I mean, it could be worse. As as hard as it is, I still very feel very privileged right now to be able to to do work when I can, mm-hmm. and to support my wife who's uh, going out and facing the possibility every shift of coming in contact with somebody with COVID. And dealing with that stress. And so mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been a lot. But again, I feel very privileged. And in, in a lot of ways, we all should feel kind of privileged because 
being able to social distance is a privilege. If you, yeah. if you think about all those people in other countries, uh, you know, the favelas in, in South America where they're just piled on top of each other, this disease is going to rip through there. Now, a lot of, uh, well, I know at least in Argentina and Peru, um, maybe because of their self-awareness, um, they shut the countries down in a military way very fast. Yeah. Very, very yeah. fast. They were shut down before my state of Maryland was shut down. and That's incredible. Now Maryland's uh, cases are doubling every two days. Wow. We're only at a doubling every five days. And as we are doing this recording, it is April 6th, mm-hmm. hoping to air by April 15th. I've got a, a great number of friends in New York who are sick. Um, a few friends that have died. It's uh, And then yeah. I have family that's putting up, you know, uh, like, oh, it's my personal freedom to go out and get my nails done. And everybody's just going to calm down. It's not lack of education. It's uh, it's lack of perspective. You you can't lend perspective to people who are sheltered. It's somebody else's problem to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, guys, I should mention that this episode is brought to you by House of Note. Yay! Uh, hey. Yeah, thank you. I had a great conversation with Jeff Anderson, the owner. This is going to go into some other things that I'm actually doing for my business. So if you guys are curious about business options out there, um, Jeff got uh, approved as an essential business specifically for servicing rental instruments. So he can do curbside. Awesome. And, um, you know, it's the same thing with me. And I've, I've since applied. I have not heard back yet. But I have hundreds of contracts out there with customers saying, I will service your instrument for the purpose of school. And a lot of um, exemptions are happening with schools um, for educational reasons. So I have applied for that curbside we get your instrument you don't leave your car uh, we have masks on we do the thing like change your string or swap out your size or set that bridge back up and hand it back to you we're not open i'm not having any of my employees interact with each other it's by appointment only um, if you feel safe doing that that is something that you can look into in your state i know here in texas lyo violins has been approved for that um, and that's several shops um, Anyway, so it's an option for you guys out there. Right on. Good stuff. For me, yeah. For um, for me as a business owner, I have applied for everything. And there's, there's all kinds of grants out there that are specifically COVID-19 related. There's um, the Paycheck Protection Act. There's the um, Disaster Relief Fund. Uh, guys, go fill out that paperwork. Do you know how adorable it feels to support a violin shop? Like people giving out money? Take advantage of it, yeah. Do it. Be, you I, guys, you're charming out there. Yes. Can I just say how relieved I am, though, that we are, before giving money to small businesses owned by American citizens, owner-operators, we're making sure that the large corporations get the lion's share of that money so that they can lay everyone off and give themselves a big fucking kickback this year just to make sure that uh, that things don't change from uh, the way that we do business in America. I'm really relieved that uh, that uh, our 
our American government is responding to this crisis in, in this you, way. You sound relieved, Chris. You sound very relieved. I'm, not, I'm right. sorry. That was politics. We don't do politics here, do we? We do violin stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Along the same vein. Yes. If uh, if you're the not main ar- vein. the main vein, if the you're not vein. already on the Violin Business Professionals Facebook group, mm-hmm. consider joining it because there's a lot of stuff on there that people have been posting about similar things such as you just said, Rosie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you try to join, you'll be prompted with three questions. If you do not answer the questions, we don't add you. <laughs> Make sure you say something really clever for the third question. Yeah. Sure. uh what else uh oh just a like a final business related note for me my uh, employees are all at home they have one approved day per week where they're allowed to come in when no one else is allowed so if they need to drop off and pick up but we're doing a lot of zoom meetings and and I need to see their faces and they need to see mine we need to remind ourselves that we are a team and if there's not repair work uh, and you can afford it, I highly suggest doing uh, a show and tell learning period for you and your repair team. So whatever stuff you're working on, we're getting on Zoom and we're talking through how we did it, sharing our information. Even for the employee of mine who is a college student, doesn't have a ton of skills, but she's going to trianglestrings.com and reading about stuff and learning stuff and sharing with us. That's such a great resource. That's like the most amazing yeah. how-to pamphlet yeah. on the internet. Yeah. So if you if you can afford it, turn this into educating your employees. Um, that's my soapbox. <laughs> that's what I got. It's pretty soapy. I yeah. It. Full of soap. Um, so we're also sponsored by Learning Trade Secrets, which is out of Ashland, Ohio, and that's the Moores and Co. Um, mm-hmm. And they've canceled all their classes until July, which uh, for a business with a brick and mortar, that's a big deal. And, you know, they're friends of ours. Um, and I think they're going to get through it. We're keeping our fingers crossed. They'll be back on schedule by then. But I, I just want to thank the Moors so much for their support. And uh, remind you guys that uh, they've got gift certificates. And they're really the only game on the continent for exactly what everyone's always looking for is a non-summer get-together course where you can pick up a skill and sharpen your skills there. And Rodney is doing a live stream of his bow-making start to finish on Facebook. Um, I think they're thinking – go ahead. It's YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, and it is—it's absolutely amazing. You know, I've—I've I've known Roddy now for almost a decade, and I'm constantly impressed of his comfort in being able to demonstrate stuff in front of people. And if yeah. you've ever done anything on camera, it makes it mm-hmm. ten times harder. And he's, he's just such a good instructor. And he's sitting there like a class act, just going yeah. to town. And. You know, colleagues are there writing in like, hi, Rodney. And so it's not just people who don't know. It's a lot of the trade is watching. And he just keeps right on going. And I'm impressed. And thank you, Rodney and Kate, for making that happen. 
Yeah. And Anne, right? It's and Anne. Anne, yes. And Anne. Uh, you guys rock. Uh, please don't go under. Uh, we are super glad that you started what you did. and uh, Our industry needs you. Yeah. So in this episode, we reached out to friends and listeners and asked, how are you coping? We got a, a lot of responses throughout the States and even some in Canada. And I, I uh, just got one follow-up text just a minute ago from our friend Amy Lima. She says, Dan, I'm Lima. My new normal is that I do my hair, makeup, and sharpen my knives all in the same place. <laughs> That's on the back of the toilet. Me yes. too. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've got a bunch of stuff uh, compiled for you, people reaching out to us, and I uh, hope it brings you guys some happiness and some peace and and some knowledge that you're not alone out there. And um, y'all stay safe. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Love Thanks you guys. Hey, this is Jeremy Yoda, and this is the Coda. My dog is adorable. Hi, I'm Janelle Steele calling from Portland, Oregon. And how I'm coping with this whole COVID-19 pandemic slash social distancing slash quarantine slash crazy, crazy times um, is um, really working a lot. I feel like as luthiers, we're kind of amazingly prepared for being socially distant (laughs) from each other and kind of burying our nose in our work. So I feel kind of relieved that I don't have to deal with that aspect as as much as uh, a lot of people are, Um, because I feel like for the last couple years, I've been doing a lot of, you know, calling my friends, asking them for help, because our communities kind of spread out all over the country and all over the world, really. So I feel like that is kind of like something I'm comfortable with. And yeah, just took my tools home. I'm not taking customer work and um, just kind of focusing on making some bows right now and catching up on uh, doing some reading um, about like bows and instrument literature and so that's been great. Um, I feel kind of guilty for feeling good about having time to do that kind of stuff, but I'm really lucky. My my wife has a job that is still able to pay her because uh, without that, I think I'd be very stressed out. But yeah, when we do get stressed out, we've been going uh, exercising, bike rides and walks. And then the other awesome thing is it gives me a lot of time to cook. Um, and I'm obsessed with fermenting food right now. So, yeah, fermenting food, bird watching, bike rides, and working is kind of how I'm how I'm uh, doing this COVID quarantine. Um, yeah, hope everyone's staying healthy and safe. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Richard Barnes calling from Pomona, California. Just calling to tell you guys how I'm coping with the COVID-19 situation. I just spent uh, five days in isolation in hospital, Pomona Valley Hospital, and uh, with acute viral and bacterial pneumonia. And my test came back negative for COVID-19, but the doctor said they've been having some problems with the, the test as far as 
false negatives. The poll there said that uh, he expects that some of the complications or the the, the, the acuteness of the <clears throat> attack of pneumonia that I had might have been due to some kind of exposure to chemicals, which sounds familiar to many of you, I'm sure. But I'm home now. I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> that's a uh, that's something when you get kind of close like that to the other side, it sort of gives you some perspective. Came home, um, <clears throat> I'm pretty weak. Doctor said it will take uh, three to six months to get back to normal. I'm trying to do it a lot quicker than that, but uh, I got I just need a lot of rest all the time. So anyway, I'm lo laying low with the family. In my mind, I'm in the corralling a couple friends to make some um, UVC light boxes to kill things maybe that are coming in on packages or something like that, something you could have on your front doorstep. And uh, I've been working with some friends, doing some modeling about making some uh, better designs. I've seen a lot of designs for 3D printed masks out there, and we've got a better a better one we're going to put up for free <clears throat> that uh, I've talked to you with the some uh, surgeons and doctors I know. So anyhow, that's what I'm up to. And um, I thought I'd just give you guys a call. And I can't wait to get back to making chips and working on instruments. That's all I can think about. I, I took in a lot of uh, repair work before I got sick. So I got some good paying restorations to do that should help me get through this time. Anyhow, thanks a lot. And I'll talk to you guys later. Hi, my name is Pauline, and I'm a violin maker calling from Canada, and I've been coping well because I'm making my shop from home normally, and the thing is I always have a purpose and a job to do. Therefore, since my husband is home more than usual because of COVID stuff, and he's always asking what I'm doing or what's for dinner way too early, I've commandeered him as my personal flattening and sharpening minion. He also refills wine glasses, so life is all right. Hope to hear from the rest of you. Take care. Hi, this is Julian Kosman Cook in Austin. I've been uh, trying to deal with the current situation by keeping up my uh, exercise routine and um, trying to get out of the shop as much as I can and getting plenty of rest, sticking to my meds, which is not a problem. I thought I might be able to get out and help a little bit, and my only thought was to get out there with my fiddle and walk up and down our street playing, but then I realized that that was probably good, just going to keep people inside when they ought to be sitting outside across from each other across the street and having some community more than six feet apart, so I decided not to do that. Uh, all is going well, and I hope all is going well with all of you. sapiens. This is Robin Sullivan calling from Evanston, Illinois. I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe. I've been riding out the quarantine for three weeks now with my family in our three-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment with two cats. Um, it's affected my work because uh, the shops I work for are clearly closed and not much work is coming in. Um, I did take a break one day to drive up to Milwaukee, and Corinthia Klein kindly gave me the two project violins that had been hanging out in her shop forever to do so that I have some paying work. Um, 
over the next few weeks, which was nice. Um, one really cool silver lining um, is that my son saw a small violin in my shop that someone had given to me ages ago, and he asked if he could help fix it up and learn how to play. So that's what we did. Um, I posted some stories on my Instagram if anyone wants to see. Um, but yeah, my son uh, helped me glue an open um, top joint and then some seams um, and helped set up the violin, put the strings on when we were ready. And he has started to learn violin. And my daughter, who is four, did not want to be left out um, from the fun. So uh, I picked up a 16th size violin for her when I went into the shop to grab some strings and stuff. And so now I am my children's violin teacher, which is something I never thought I would do. <laughs> I always wanted to outsource uh, that particular task. But since we're all stuck inside and I can teach them and they want to learn, we've started that journey. So that um, is one little silver lining of how this has gone so far. Um, again, I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy and sane. And uh, I'm admiring all the Instagram pictures of people who are building violins through this time. I personally have not had the focus. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain I'm not the only one. So keep working, everyone. And uh, I hope this doesn't last too much longer. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Corinthia Klein. I'm calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and this is how I'm coping during the plague. After the lockdown, which was on the 25th of March, which at this point feels like many weeks ago, but <laughs> not even a full week ago, we are officially closed, but um, I'm still doing a little bit of business here and there. I still actually have to go to the shop. Um, to field deliveries, and um, I'm just really careful to not let anybody in the store other than people dropping off boxes. Um, I wash my hands a lot. There's still people doing rental exchanges or people who break a string. Um, I really don't want anybody who's trapped right now at home to not have their instrument working. So I had one boy in particular who managed to drop a metronome on his instrument during a, a remote lesson, and his fingerboard came off. And so that was exciting. And so his family did not consider that non-essential service. They said that has to happen. We're still sort of doing a little business for people who really need work done, even though we're in lockdown. And what we do is we have them leave the instrument outside on the steps, and knock on our door, and after they've backed far enough away, I can go out and get the instrument. Um, I wash my hands regularly while working on an instrument and do whatever gluing needs to be done or uh, things need to be repaired, and then contact them to come pick it up. And again, I set things out outside. I've also delivered a couple things. So somebody wanted to buy a bowl from us rather than buy a bowl online, so I delivered it to their doorstep and got my check out of their mailbox. So so we have found ways to to use the social distancing rules and still sort of do some business and sort of help people as best we can. But nobody is allowed inside our shop at the moment. Um, my hands are quite raw from all the washing. And um, it, it looks like this 
will be our foreseeable future. Hi, uh, my name's Jacob Brohart, and I'm calling from Vermont. So, so when the pandemic really started taking hold, I saw, I saw so many of my musician friends lose their entire incomes. Uh, and at first, I, I personally felt really anxious and worried. And then I realized that if, if I tried to do something about it, I'd have a focus and I wouldn't have time to be worried. So I came up with a project uh, to build a violin, live stream the entire process, and sell online raffle tickets for that violin. It's been, it's been super fun, and there's been a tremendous amount of support and enthusiasm. Right off the bat, Evan Bodick-Turner and Evan Orman volunteered to make a bow together to add to the raffle prize, which is really exciting. So all, all the proceeds from the raffle will be distributed via $250 aid packages to the musicians who apply. Anyone can apply. Um, it's been really exhausting. I've been doing 15 or 16-hour days to get it done, um, but it's also really great. I feel feel really connected to people. In the, in the first 48 hours, we raised $10,000, which has just been really heartwarming how, how so many folks have donated. Today, I'm, on, I'm just on day three, and I'm really excited just to see where this project's going to go. So thanks so much, guys. Hold in there. Stay healthy. Cheers. Hi, this is Evan Bodak-Turner calling from Vermont, and this is how I'm coping. I'm a boater and I've always worked alone at my home shop, so I've been social distancing since before it was cool. The thing that has helped me most of this past week uh, has been working with my friends and colleagues, uh, Jake Brillhart and Evan Orman, on a project uh, to help raise money uh, to support musicians who have lost income due to the pandemic. Uh, Evan and I are collaborating on a bow that will be included in the package as well as a case. Working with Evan over the phone and internet, to plan for the bow, as well as watching Jake's progress on uh, the live feed on Facebook, uh, has made for a real sort of feeling of connection and uh, almost <laughs> almost working with somebody. It's been a very, very welcome distraction from all of the news and hearing about friends and playing colleagues who have lost work due to this, this uh, current situation. Anyway, I would encourage anybody interested to check us out on Facebook at Violent Building Musician Aid or just Google uh, Violent Building Fundraiser for Musician Aid and just help us spread the word so we can help as many musicians as we possibly can. All right, thanks, and I uh, hope everybody is well, and uh, take care. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Eva Broadway. I'm calling from Boston, and this is how I've been coping. Luckily for me, I'm able to bring some work home and work from home. I have a small bench that's like just enough space to do violin setups, so that'll keep me going for a little bit, and it keeps a paycheck coming in, which is crucial. Um, but also, as we all do in this community, I know a lot of full-time musicians who basically just lost their jobs, all of their tours and recording sessions just got canceled. So they've been doing a lot of live streaming, which is really great. But I felt really motivated to figure out a way to try to help them. Facebook Live seems to work well, but um, I also know a lot of people that don't have Facebook or they don't use their Facebook, and same with Instagram or like Venmo and stuff like that. So I decided I wanted to try to figure out a way to make the live stream concerts accessible to everyone, um, make it a little easier to donate to the musicians, uh, have an option to sell tickets ahead of time, 
and have it be really easy for the musicians. I just want to try to do some of the work for them. So I spent some time tinkering around and trying out different things, and I was able to, to figure all that out. So now I'm hosting live concerts remotely from my apartment, and the musician can be in any city anywhere in the world. Uh, they're hosted mainly on my website, evabroadwaystrings.com, and musician can choose if they want it simultaneously streamed to Facebook Live or YouTube, or if they want to sell tickets or stick with donations. They pick the day and time. I set it all up on my end and schedule it. Um, they just download the app to their phone, and then when it's showtime, they just open the app, and then I can do everything else on my end. And I've done two so far. One from Boston, one from New York, and they're on my website. They're just, they get like archived, so people should go check it out. And um, hopefully, it helps grow people's networks too. So yeah, that's how I've been using my extra anxiety energy <laughs> towards good. <laughs> um, good luck out there, everyone. Stay safe. Bye. Greetings, Oma. This is Chris Ulbricht in Indianapolis. I am uh, holed up in the violin shop with my wife, Laura, who is uh, working her day job from home, quote-unquote. My update is that a uh, new customer work here only dried up a couple days ago. We are coping by uh, working on stock instruments and bows, um, also spring cleaning and reorganizing. I'm finishing my second violin of 2020, listening to audiobooks and podcasts. I have uh, vowed to build an acoustic guitar this year, a first for me. And this seems like the perfect time to begin. Another thing that's helping is, uh, is social media, ironically. Uh, I know it's popular to dump on these networks for the stilted or uh, insincere dialogue they seem to bring about, but I can't help but feel that this time, when we can't come together to organize to support each other in the flesh, that these networks are a lifeline. I feel continuously inspired by my creative friends and acquaintances and the uh, things they post online. Offline, uh, the handful of ongoing uh, group text chats that I'm part of seem to uh, maintain the acceptable ratio of good days to bad. Thank you, Omo, for what you do, uh, and accept this love from Indianapolis. Peace. Hi, Rosie. This is Sarah Gray calling. Hi, Rosie sort of live like this all the time. I never see really more than one customer at a time. It's always scheduled in advance. A lot of my work is shipping work. Uh, but that being said, things have changed. Before this happened, as a business owner, I set up a line of credit. I set up some insurance, and I have a few other things up my sleeve so that I can try to help pay for a rainy day. I feel, I feel a lot of guilt. Um, I'm working from home is tricky because I feel absolutely motivated to help the kids exceed and learn as much as they possibly can. Then I feel guilty that I'm not working on the instruments so that the players and the instruments can have longevity and, and my craft can continue to get better and, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of interesting to figure out what is a priority and, like, you know, really up until now, all of my work that came in the door it felt like it was an emergency, like it had to be done. It had to be better than perfect. It had to be uh, done in a timely manner, and it had to be, you know. So now people have kind of just sort of more relaxed. You know, it's, 
you know, it's okay if it takes a week. You know, it's okay if it takes more than that. If it's, it's okay if, you know, it seems like people's expectations for the work have relaxed a little bit. And I've noticed that each of my projects are, I will speed up again uh, because I just feel like I'm not getting enough done per day per, you know, incremental units done per day like I always like to have. But the work that's coming out when I'm sitting at the bench is, is high. It's good. So, I don't know, maybe this slightly reduced stress atmosphere is helping. Hi, this is Thomas LaForgia. I'm calling from Philadelphia, and this is how I'm coping. I'm trying to take everything day by day. I work at uh, Mount Harry Violins and Bows, and everyone that I work with, we've all taken home a bunch of instruments to set up and some long-term projects that we never seem to find the time to get around to, and so we've all got lots of work. We've set up shop at home, and the thing that I think I look forward to the most every day when I go into my shop is, since I usually have coworkers to kind of chat with, and it's just me, I'm going back through so many old CDs that I haven't listened to in over a decade and rediscovering music that I used to enjoy and still enjoy, and uh, it's a blast. So hope everyone is doing well out there, and uh, if you ever need distractions, you know, call the people you care about, and they'll help you get through it. Take care. Hello to Rosie, Chris, and Jerry. This is Greg Sapp calling from Chicago, and this is how we are trying to cope. Sapp Violins has primarily been closed for the last 10 days strictly limiting our customers to by urgent appointment only. Speaking for myself, Mel, Susie, Dan, and John, we have been doing okay. We are encouraging and supporting a work-at-home approach as much as possible. I am at the shop almost every day working on something. I feel very fortunate that we have quite a backlog of repairs, so it seems that even procrastination has turned into job security. I am even finding time to take care of some of the things around the shop and at home that have been put off way too long. Having all these good distractions does help to minimize the enormity of the situation, but at times there is a numbing sense that our collective plate is way too full. I try to take it one day at a time and to spend more time with family and loved ones or just pause quietly to look out the window or take a nice walk with Mel. So thanks. That's, I want to say thanks to all the OMO community and all our communities around the world. Take care. Hi, this is Mitch Mooring. I'm calling from Kilgore, Texas, and this is how I'm coping. I've actually had a pretty lack of motivation from all of this uh, pretty severe ADD out of nowhere. Uh, usually I can focus for long periods of time, but I'm finding myself jumping project to project, uh, only be able to spend an hour on a, a certain thing at a time. So I've kind of started a bunch of new projects. I started building a bass guitar for myself as a little pick-me-up. I uh, started a cello mold, which I've never made a cello, so I'm hoping I, something good will come out of this uh, independent time. I'm going to do two basses in tandem very soon once some materials come in. And doing some home projects around the house to keep my family uh, alive and, and happy. Um, so those are some of the things that are helping uh, in the shop. 
listening to a lot of music instead of the news. Usually I listen to the news a lot of the day and podcasts, but finding the best thing for for my uh, mental state is just music, old albums from my youth and things like that. Uh, I think I'm in a very special situation where I'm just a one-person shop. It's just my wife and I, so I don't have to worry about paying employees. We're not stressed out just yet. Uh, I'll let you know in a couple months, though. Uh, I hope you're all doing well, and uh, thanks for sending all the positive uh, posts out there. It really keeps me going each day, so thanks. This is Abby calling from Lowell, Michigan. Um, This is how I'm trying to cope. My new normal is sleeping until noon, unless the shop phone wakes me up first, Um, then coffee and food. And then I work until 10 or 11 o'clock at night with a break for a walk and taking lots of pictures of my cat. Yeah, stay safe. OMA was an all-luthier podcast produced by Rosie DeLoach, Chris Jacoby, and Jerry Lynn. The show is edited by Jason Peoples, music by Invoke Sound. If you enjoy our show, you can help us out by leaving an iTunes review or becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash omopod, where you can get your very own Omo swag. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out to us at mail at omopod.com or call the Omo phone at 240-686-5345. Thanks for listening.